Good morning, LifePoint friends and family, and welcome to Church Online. Thank you for worshiping with us today as we take this time to honor all of our mothers out there. Hey, we want to wish you a happy Mother's Day as we celebrate you today. Ephesians 6, 2, and 3 tells us that we are to honor you, which is one of the first commandments with a promise, that it may be well with us and that we, that we may live a long life here on this earth. So once again, happy Mother's Day to all of our moms out there. You know, someone said if motherhood was not work, it would have never started with the word labor. You know, the journey of motherhood starts, it starts out with pain, and then it's mixed with joy, and then there's sorrow, and then there's stress, and there's a much-needed rest uh, along the way. I'm trying to just say, as you already know, there's nothing easy about being a mother, but also there's nothing that brings greater joy than having the responsibility of being a mother as well. You know, I believe that the Bible doesn't teach that one size fits all when it comes to moms. There are CEO moms. There are domestic engineer moms. By the way, let me just say this. If you are a stay-at-home mom, don't let anyone ever tell you that that's not work. You know, sometimes someone may come to you and say, well, what did you do all day? You know, I know you want to just kind of rise up and just uh, lay hands on them suddenly. But I think some of the dads right now who are working from home would agree with me that uh, they had no idea how much work was involved in managing our children and taking care of the everyday operations of your home. So we know all of the moms out there that are stay-at-home moms, we know it's a lot of work. By the way, if you are a mother who works by choice or out of necessity, I also want to just tell you right now, don't let anyone make you feel guilty about working outside of the home because the Bible doesn't say in order to be a good mother that you have to stay at home with your children. The Bible does say that it is a noble thing if you help by providing for your family. So whether you are a stay-at-home mom or you work outside of the home, the Bible tells us that we are supposed to honor you and that we are supposed to respect you. And so we just take this day and I take this opportunity one more time to say thank you, mom. Thank you for all that you do. And we honor and bless you today. As a matter of fact, can you just go ahead and type in the comment section right now, mom, Thank you. Thank you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Let's give a thumbs up. Somehow, someway, let's recognize all of our moms right here, right now, as we honor them. You know, I think that there are three traits that I just want to share with you today. I think every mom can connect with these traits, and I think every mom can connect with the three traits that I'm going to share with you right now. The first thing that I want to talk about is celebration. Would you just go ahead right now and would you type the word celebration in the comment section right now? Here's what I believe. I believe that moms are the CCOs of the family. I'll say that again. I believe that moms are the CCO of our family. Some of you might be thinking right now, 
What do you mean CCOs? Well, moms are the chief celebrating officers of the family. And I think it starts right at motherhood. For the most part, when a woman finds out that she is pregnant, it sparks a celebration within them. If you notice today, because of social media, we're able to celebrate with families as they share with us in creative ways how they are expecting or as we see in the gender reveal parties. These are ways, these are opportunities which they express their celebration or they express their excitement, I should say, by letting us celebrate with them. And so moms, you are the CCOs of our families. From the time you discover that you are pregnant, you know intuitively that God has a plan for your child. They just know. You know, I've never ever heard a mother say, you know, I'm expecting, but not too much from this child. Never have heard a mother say that. I've never heard a mother say, you know, I'm expecting, but I don't think this one is going to amount to much because there is a great expectation that comes with motherhood. The word expecting in and of itself points to anticipation. It points to celebration. It points to hope. It's looking forward to something because I know that every mother believes that God has a plan for their child, that God has a purpose for their child. And, it, and, it, it, and the Bible teaches us that, that we as parents are to take that child and they are like arrows in our hands, that we are to aim that child and direct that child and lead that child into the destiny and the purpose and the calling that God has upon their life. And so moms have a great part in that, a great role in shaping and forming the destiny of every child. You know, as a matter of fact, Mary, the mother of Jesus, felt this way about him. And I just want to share uh, some examples from her life today of motherhood with each and every one of us. The first thing that I want us to look at is found in Luke's gospel, chapter 31, ver, uh, chapter 1, I should say, verse 31 through 33 from the Living Bible. This is what it says. Very soon now, this is the angel speaking to Mary, it says, very soon now you will become pregnant and have a baby boy. So no ultrasound needed, guesswork taking out of it. You're going to conceive, and it's going to be a boy. And then it says, you are to name him Jesus. So right away, the angel takes the fight away from the parents from naming the child. So you're going to call his name Jesus. Here it is. He shall be very great. Mary heard those words. Mary Receive those words, and he shall be called the Son of God, and the Lord God shall give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he shall reign over Israel forever. His kingdom shall never end. And from this moment, Mary knew that God had called her to be a mother, and that there was something special 
about her child. Every mom knows that when God gifts you with a child, that there's something special about that child, that God has deposited something in that child that he's going to use for his glory and that's going to bring honor unto him. Every mother feels this way about their child. Every mother, when they hear that they are expecting automatically in their heart that they know God has a plan, God has a purpose for that child, and they're ready to celebrate God's plan and God's purpose for that child. As a matter of fact, after the visitation from the angel, Mary went to visit her relative Elizabeth. And during her visit, the Bible lets us know that Mary breaks out into celebration. She starts to celebrate what God is going to do through her and by her. But more importantly, she celebrates the fact that God is allowing her to give birth to a Savior of the world, that she was with child. And so God has put it in the heart of women. Come on, guys, let's be honest. When it comes to planning, when it comes to celebrating special days, birthdays, Christmas, proms, graduations, weddings. If it was left up to us guys, most of us probably would be, uh, you mean that's today? You know, we would be thinking, well, oh man, I forgot all about that. But moms, they don't forget. Moms plan. Moms prepare. Moms are the CCOs of our families. You know, I have to admit it. Jamie is the CCO of our family. If there's going to be a celebration or if there ever was a celebration, if it was done because Jamie planned it, she prepared it. My girls will tell you this today. They know every birthday party. They know every celebration, every Christmas, every special day was because their mother planned it. Their mother prepared it. You know, my job, I was told I was to show up, I was to set, set up, and I was to shut. No, she didn't tell me to shut up. But my job was just to show up, set up, and just to make sure that I was present, right? I just needed to be there. And so Jamie took care and still to this day takes care of those special days. I just believe they have the gift. I just believe they have the calling to do so. so even growing up, even growing up, my mother was the one who took care of all of these special events, all of the special days, all of the days that centered around celebration. Mom was the CCO of our family, and we know that uh, that's generally the case in all of our families. The second thing that I just want to share with you today as we honor and we celebrate all of our mothers is all of our moms know what, it's, what it is to be frustrated, frustration. And moms, <laughs> you know, you might be experiencing that right now because, you know, none of us, especially moms that are home right now, none of you signed up for homeschooling your children, right? And now you're carrying this burden of assisting your children 
while trying to take care of everything else when it comes to their online classes. And so it's new to them, it's new to the teachers, and it's especially new to you. And so maybe, just maybe right now, there's a frustration level that's rising in your home. Let's face it. I mean, you enjoyed those two to four to eight hour time that you got a break, right? That you knew they were in a safe place. They were being cared for. They were being educated. And uh, you just knew that the, that was just the time that you had a little bit of break of motherhood. And so, so now that's been taken away. And so you're there. It's like 24-7. And so moms, we just want to salute you for your creativity. You know, I've been online and I've been watching some of you as you post certain things of, of just uh, spending time with your children and the creativity that's in your home. I know that's coming from you, mom. The patience that you have, the endurance that you're demonstrating, especially during this time, mom, we just want to say we honor you and we celebrate you right now, right? So as a parent, as a parent, you know what I'm talking about because there are times, right, that you are going to be so frustrated with your children. You might be there right now. If you are, just kind of give me a thumbs up or just kind of a wave uh, uh, in the comment section. You're like, I am frustrated. I'm at that point, Pastor. You're preaching to me right now. I'm going to try to help you out here just for a few minutes, right? And here's the thing. Moms take it more personal than dads. I can testify to that. For instance, if your child fails a test, you're like, I'm a horrible mother. I'm a horrible mom. How in the world could I let this happen? I'm the worst parent in the world. I'm the worst parent at this school. My child is the only one who's failed this test. Listen to me. Just because Johnny or Susie doesn't know I before E except after C doesn't mean that you are a horrible parent. It just simply means that your child failed the test, right? You didn't fail. They failed. Or maybe, maybe they wrecked their bike and you're like, I can't believe I let them crash. I can't believe I wasn't there to take care of them. You know that that's all just part of learning. Your job is to just make sure that they're okay to get them back up, dust them off, put them back on that bike and encourage them to ride again. So moms, I'm just telling you right now, don't take it personal. It's just all part of the process. And so, you know, I'm just, uh, remember growing up and, um, I'm, I remember my learning patterns, you know, I had a D H D before they even knew what that was. And so let me give you an example. For instance, if we went anywhere and, um, say for instance, we went to a store when mom would park the car, and there would be a couple of us in the car, brother, sister, and some of the relatives at times would go, I would be the first one out of the car, and I would literally run around that car three or four times 
before anyone else was even out of the car. I was so hyper, right? And so even today, there are people, especially those who work with me, um, they know that I have a problem staying focused right now. I'm focusing right on you right now. But I have a problem with that, right? And so they have to focus me all the time. Finish what you're doing. Stay focused. I hear that all the time. I drive our church staff crazy because it's usually I'm bouncing from one thing to the next. And they're like, would you just finish this? Would you just stay focused on this? And so Jamie, she's just learned to live with it. She's just learned to know that's who I am. That's what I do. And she just accepts me for who I am. But I remember, I remember growing up every Friday in school, we had the spelling test. I don't know if they still do that today, but they gave us 20 words, right? That we had to learn how to spell. And so Thursday night was the night that, you know, we had to sit down and we had to really, really focus on learning these words. And when it, and so we'd start going over these words and uh, start studying for the test. And um, my mom would literally have to grab me by the face. And she would say, Ken, or Kenny, she still calls me Kenny today. Just type in Kenny right now in the comment section. Kenny, focus. She would just grab me. And she would say, now repeat after me. And she would lead me through every one of those words, 20 words every time. And I know that I frustrated her. I know that it was a very frustrating experience for, for her, and, uh, but she was patient. She got through those, those spelling words every single week. And so, you know, you know, moms know what it's like to have to deal with some of these difficult things that, uh, that children present to them. So uh, let me ask you just a question right now. Do you think that Mary was ever frustrated with Jesus. I mean, could you imagine Mary checking Jesus' homework? Um, Jesus, I, I think that uh, you got this problem wrong. And Jesus, you know, maybe like, well, mom, you know, you may think that way now, but later on, I'm going to show you that, no, I was right with this. And so I don't know, I'm just being facetious right there, but I just think that there were times that Mary probably was frustrated with Jesus. As a matter, as a matter of fact, the Bible lets us know that there was a time uh, that she was frustrated with Jesus. Uh, let me just set the scenario, the scene up for you right now, uh, because family and friends. Uh, Jesus was part of a journey that family and friends would be a part of, and they would go three times a year to the city of Jerusalem, and they would go to celebrate certain feasts. They would go to celebrate Passover, Pentecost, and they would go to celebrate tabernacles. And so it was required that the family would go, and they would travel in packs for safety reasons. And so they would go to Jerusalem, and they would celebrate these feasts. And so um, Jesus' family, Joseph and Mary and all of the relatives, are traveling back from Jerusalem, and they're three days into this journey and I don't know what happened, but maybe, maybe Mary looked at Joseph and, and asked Joseph, uh, Joseph, hey, uh, by the way, have you seen Jesus? And maybe Joseph looked back at Mary and said, well, I don't know. I thought he was with, 
you know, John, or I thought he was with, you know, one of the relatives, and I haven't seen him either. And so, you know, I thought about that for a minute, and they've been traveling for three days, and neither one of them had noticed that Jesus wasn't with them. He's 12 years old, and for three days, they don't notice that Jesus is missing. I don't know about you, have, uh, but have you ever left your kids for three days? And, oh, by the way, where's so-and-so, you know? And so after three days, they realize Jesus is not with them. Uh, that reminds me of a time that I, I think it was Eve. It was one of the Bixel children. You know, they have a couple of them, Jake and Barb. And um, we were at the church, and we were getting ready to lock up. And I think it was Eve, and I noticed, and she was, you know, or it might have been Emma, one of the girls. Jake, maybe you can help me out here. But they were at church, and I'm like, well, where's your mom and dad? And they were like, I don't know. And it wasn't too much longer after that that I got a phone call, and it was Jake, and they were asking, hey, uh, we think we left so-and-so at church. And I'm like, yeah, they're here. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll be right back to pick them up. So, you know, it happens. It happens. And so they came back, picked them up all as well. And um, they still had kids after that, but praise God. But anyway, Mary and Joseph realize that they've left Jesus in Jerusalem. Luke 2, 46 through 52 tells us the story. Listen to what it says. Three days later, they finally discovered him. He was in the temple, sitting among the teachers of the law, discussing deep questions with them and amazing everyone with his understanding and answers. Now, notice, notice it's Mary who is frustrated. Notice Mary's the one who's doing the talking. His parents, verse 48 says this, didn't know what to think. Now listen to this. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Let me just ask all of you parents out there, have you ever asked your children, why did you do that? What were you thinking? What are you doing? Some of you probably this morning have already asked those questions. What are you doing? What were you thinking? Right? Your, Mary goes on to say, your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. Notice Joseph is silent. Joseph is probably just thankful he's not the one that's in trouble at this time. Verse 49 says this, but why did you need to search? He asked. Jesus replied, didn't you realize that I would be here at the temple in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. You know, moms, let me just say this. There are times that you're not going to understand. I guess I could say this to all of us, or parents. There are times that you're just not going to understand what in the world our children are thinking or doing. That's just, there's just going to be times like that. 
But verse 51 says this, then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored away all the things in her heart. So Jesus grew both tall and wise and was loved by God and by man. Moms, don't miss this because you may be frustrated with your child right now academically. You may be frustrated with them socially or spiritually. And maybe you're at a place where you're thinking, I don't know what in the world I'm going to do with them. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they're doing. Mary was frustrated. She was aggravated with Jesus. But what Mary didn't understand was this, that God was doing something in the life of Jesus that Mary was unaware of. And sometimes, Mom, God is doing a work in your child's life that you don't have any control over, but you just have to trust God in the process, knowing that God loves them more than you do. And I know that's hard to comprehend, and I know that's hard to understand, but he really does. And so sometimes you might just say, God, I don't know why they're going down this road, but Lord, I trust you. I, I dedicated them to you. I give this to you. And I can, I can almost assure you, I can assure you that that feeling of frustration and aggravation will turn into feelings of freedom, knowing that God is working in their life. Just let him do what he needs to do in their life. Pray for them, encourage them, watch over them, and then just give them to God and let him do what only he can do. So moms are the CCOs of our families. They're the ones who cause and create the celebrations. Moms deal with a lot of frustration when raising and, and um, rearing children. But the third thing and the final thing that I want to talk about this morning is the dedication. Dedication. There's not a more dedicated group of people on the planet than mothers. Moms are the most dedicated. Guys, and I'm not saying that we're not, but when it comes to their children, moms take the dedication to another level. They're dedicated. John's gospel, chapter 19, verse 25 and 27 records these words. It says, standing near the cross were Jesus, his mother, Mary, his aunt, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside me, his close friend, this is John writing, he said to her, he is your son. And to me, he said, she is your mother. And from then on, I took her into my home. I want you to notice something. First of all, there's no mention of Joseph. Joseph is not there. And some believe that because Joseph was a lot older than Mary, that perhaps he had passed on. But we don't see Joseph in this moment. The Bible doesn't mention this. The Bible doesn't tell us. 
But the Bible lets us know that Mary was there. And she's witnessing her son, her boy, die this horrible death. And as he fights for air in order to to breathe and in order to live, he starts looking out over the crowd and he scans the crowd and he notices his mother and his friend John standing there. And he focuses in on his mother and he focuses in on John and he lets her know that it's going to be okay, that his heavenly father is taking and was going to take care of this, letting her know that she just need, she needed to continue to trust him. But I want you to notice and I want to just draw your attention to the dedication of Mary. She was right there, right there with him to the very end. And when it comes to our mothers, it seems to me that when the children are in a most difficult time or crucible time of their life, moms are there with them standing in the gap for them, interceding, praying for them, just their presence there, letting them know that they care and they love and they're there for their children. And so moms are dedicated. Moms are caring. Moms are generally the ones that we turn to I know it is true for me that we turn to during times of trouble and adversity and difficulty. Moms, we just want to thank you for your dedication today. We want to thank you for being there. You know, this never changes. You know, no matter how old you get, moms are still there caring. They're concerned. They're dedicated. I have a personal story as I close that I'll share with you. Uh, Most of you are familiar that back in 2018, back in the summer of 2018, that I had uh, quadruple bypass surgery. And so I remember um, being at the hospital and, you know, the family being there and certain friends that were there and they were praying and, you know, just, just during the surgery time, I obviously don't remember the surgery time, but I do remember before and post. But one of the things that stood out to me was after the surgery and after everything was settled down that evening, you know, mom and Jamie were still there at the hospital and um, just being in and out and just, you know, just recovering from that surgery. I was like, just go home. And I just, you know, they, they gave you your medicine and I was out. And just waking up later, early that morning and noticing the two that were still there, my mother and Jamie still there. They had spent the night there. And I just thought about that this week, you know, the dedication, the commitment, no matter how old, you know, 50 years old, and here's mom, and you know, my wife here, right here, 
staying at the hospital overnight. And, um, you know, that went on for a couple of days. And I'm like, will you guys go home? You're embarrassing me. I'm a grown man. And they were, it was just their concern and their love and their care and their dedication to be with us in those difficult times. And so I just personally want to honor Jamie as the mother of our children. And I want to honor my mother for your faithfulness and your dedication, your commitment, and your sacrifice. God bless you. We love and we honor you and all of the moms today. And I I just want to say this. I know there may be some out there today that maybe your mom has gone on to be with the Lord, and today's a difficult day for you, a difficult time for you. I've been praying for you this week, and I've been praying that during this day that God would just bring to your memory those joyful times, those times of celebration, those times where you were going through a difficult season in your life and mom was there to encourage you and pray for you and just help you through those times. And I know it may be hard right now, but I'm just praying for God's peace and God's comfort and God's joy to flood your heart this day. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. Hey, let's celebrate mom today. Let's honor moms today. And let's just let them know how much we love and appreciate them.